What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 349. I'm here with Griffith. I'm here with Trev. I'm glad I've got a big-ass DVD collection without him. Yeah, right? That's what I thought about. I was like, man. I looked at the boxes like, yeah, I need those. Mm-hmm. What was the movie? Left... Leave the world behind. Yeah, we left the world behind, right? I think the world left them behind. Yeah. What was up with the deer? They never I think it... explained that. <clears throat> the way that I kind of took it was like, that was nature's way of like, that was basic mother nature sending a sign. Would it happen that fast? No. Not my same day? No. Dude, they knocked if they bucked. And that was a big buck at the end. I was like, shit, yeah. get a gun. Kevin Bacon was going to be eating deer, you know? <laughs> For real, dude. He's like, bring him some bitches over here, you know? He's out there buying water the day the shit is the fan. Yeah. So... A lot of unnecessary CGI. Like the deer? Yeah. Like every camera shot that went through a building, out a peep hole. Um, Upside up down. Up a squirrel's ass to show us. Yeah. Looks like we I get mean, it. They're in the woods. I mean, they were well done. But they all culminated in... They all amounted to nothing. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It was it, it was kind of like the the um, cinematographer's way of like showing like time changing or time passing almost. But it's like this takes place over the course of a weekend. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, I will say it was a clever use of tension building. Yeah, because like I. <clears throat> It's like normally when you're knocking back a long film, two hour plus, normally you get comfortable, I would assume, right, gentlemen? Like you get, you all have your respective setups where, you know, kick back in the chair, lay back on the bed, whatever. Mm. I sat at the foot of my bed. Yeah. Fully <laughs> erect and nervous to shit the whole <laughs> viewing. Yeah, I was on the Fully edge, erect. Too. <laughs> like no I know <laughs> um so so pretty much this was every every prepper's nightmare put into a film or every prepper's wet dream put into a movie you know what I mean like <clears throat> Because it's like when people see it's this shit happening, down, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, what made it so nerve wracking was like, was this was this this particular angles, or was this particular movie's angle, and it was people who are not going to be informed. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was there was. They're they're in the Kevin Bacon uh showdown. One of the one of the best parts, man, was when he goes, Man, you gotta read past page one on the paper, bro. Yeah. 
Well, it's I'm just... not, I, I mean, because I don't, I, I do not fancy myself a Kevin Bacon type at all, for full disclosure. But I've, I've always ringed in when I hear people, you know, they go, "Well, I don't watch the news. I shut it off. It's negative. It's just, it's always a downer. It's always doom and gloom." And it's like, yeah, it absolutely is. But you need to know. Regardless yeah. of how you feel about it, that's irrelevant. You need to know. Cause when well, it's time and you to can't know, just watch the news. Yeah, you can't. Because there's a lot of stuff they don't tell you that's happening. Yeah. Well, don't, and it's, don't it's not hyper focus on one thing. Yeah. Well, and it's not just that, too. It's like, you know, certain people have like this preconceived notion that, like, And this is going to sound crap. Like this is going to sound what it's going to sound like. But like, I mean, the the government's not our friend. No, you know. So if any shady shit goes down, you can't rely on something that is almost your enemy already no, to like, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like what? But I'm, but I'm, that's I'm, but that's the truth though. Like to destabilize a country, it does not take a lot. Realistically, like uh-huh. you. Look cut around. their community, yeah. Cut their communication off. Like you have to make that country rely on their government for so long, and then cut their communication off, and they don't know what the fuck to do. And like we're already in phase one point five of that happening to us now. Like, dude, once there's no way to get food, they got you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, um. You know, (laughs) this movie being kind of like a, you know, like a warning or whatever, you know, it kind of has that feeling to it, right? What do they, what do they call it? A, um, uh, yeah, predictive programming type thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay. Um, and I, you know, I understand, I get it, but like, here's all I'm going to say about it. Now, whenever... I watch this movie through the lens of someone that lives in a highly populated area. Yeah, they're absolutely ter- Yeah, absolutely terrifying, right? Yeah. After living through the shit that we lived through a couple of years ago, where we were completely cut off from everything for weeks, we were fine. I mean, yeah, it's a we were different we, where we live. Yeah, exactly. We we were perfectly fine. Like we it, there was a it was better, really, because there was a sense of actual like community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like instead of everybody just being assholes to each other, it's like, no, 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 no. We've got this. You've got this. Can we make something work? There's a handshake deal that goes down. Yeah, like kind of came together. Exactly. And I think that like if this is like predictive programming to where like this is something that could absolutely happen and, uh, you know, be a way to destabilize our country. I mean, people in major cities are fucked. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have any doubts about that. To add to the government <clears throat> not having us on, you know, they're not on our side. Let me read you guys a little something, okay? Mm-hmm. So no one told you life was going to be this way. 
The job's <laughs> a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you like I've seen there before. I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. You're still in bed at 10 and work began at 8. You burned your breakfast so far. Things are going great. Your mother warned you there'd be days like these, but she didn't tell you when the world has brought you down to your knees. And I'll be there for you because you're there for me too. I mean, dude, what a creepy way <clears throat> to like put a message in a movie. Yeah. By right. using the fucking friends theme song. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Ain't nobody friends in this fucking movie. Mm-mm. Nope. Y'all think it's strange that one of the producers was a former president? Yes, absolutely. Considering the subject matter, if this would have been a Jordan Peele yeah. movie, I wouldn't have even gave it a second thought. It's Jordan Peele. Crazy. There's a monkey that kills everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's aliens that are, like, noping out. Um, but uh, with it being this, you know, this type of subject matter where, like, we've done the same thing to other countries that, is happening to us in the movie. It's weird. Yeah. It's absolutely concerning to a degree. It um, made me think that it was our own government, the way they were, when they dropped the pamphlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever Kevin Bacon tells them, he's like, we found them. They got like Muslim riding on them or something. He's like, that's weird. The ones in uh, California or wherever have some, you know, what Chinese or. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. So, like, I thought that it was uh, our government bombing the city. What it looked like. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. Like, can't get the, I mean, that many people in one congested. Yeah, like, how do you shut it down? Well, you just Oppenheimer the hell out of it and then move on, you know? Yeah. Um, Which is screwed up, but... Why are all these rich people building bunkers? Yeah, exactly. Right. Mark Zuckerberg. Well, so didn't Biden build one recently? Yeah, he got the permit to build under his house. Yeah. So. Someone discovered that. Well. What? Well, I mean, think think about this, though. I know I'm overlooking a lot of very important and critical historical context here, but for the sake of this fucking podcast, I'm not going to go into all that shit, but America was like, fuck England. We're going to make America. And since then, big dick energy all the way for for a couple hundred years now. Mm -hmm. Our country, like, no one in no one in power right now, and this is this isn't tenfold. All right, folks, level shit. You know this ain't that. But imagine everyone like imagine everything you hear in history class about how you know we just we fucking just we ripped that sticky tape of British off of us like it wasn't going nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, and it was rough. <clears throat> 
but our our you know our found our founding fathers and founding countrymen threw the absolute fuck down to establish our country. All right, fast forward to present day. You're now part of the body of government that these people created and you are in a position to where you are probably going to sell out the country. Like our nation will slit its own throat before we let another country take us. Yeah. That's where I'm getting at. Like ain't nobody going to go with No one's going to have that L on their record. Like, yeah. Oh, you fucking got into power and fucking lost America. Seriously. And I know it's way more complex an issue than that. But, uh, you know, the gist of it. You had one job. Keep America running. You failed at that job. Debts are being audited. Fucking time's a-wasting. What do you do instead of handing over the keys to the the fucking courtyard? You burn that courtyard the fuck down. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting, you know. This movie just because it just it, it it has interesting conversation points that we normally don't address on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't I I think that <clears throat> looking at the everything from the context from that way, it's like a small group of of settlers fought off a nation to establish this country, right? Mm-hmm. So who's to say that a small group of individuals inside of the country can't, um, I'm not going to say destabilize it because the, it, it's going to destabilize itself, but form their own sen- sense of hierarchy, their own, their own form of, of government and, and, take some type of control back from, you know what I'm saying? Like you almost see that happening in Texas right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, it's... it's getting wild right there. And like, there's been many States that have came out and was like, okay, well, if Texas is, is dipping out, then uh, we're siding with them. So like the Alex Garland movie isn't far off from reality at this, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, so, the whole thing about the movie was the revelation in the car when homeboy's like, there's a coup d'etat going on. Mm-hmm. So for the, for the, it's French for stroke of state, which is weird. Never knew that. But anyhow, <clears throat> um, source Wikipedia, a coup d'etat or simply a coup, is typically an an illegal and overt attempt by a military organization or other government elites to unseat an incumbent leadership. A self-coup is when a leader, having come to power through legal means, tries to stay in power through illegal means. Well, I'm not saying it's an election year. Yeah, can't have an election if we're in a world uh, world war, right? Or in a war. Another so, big war power. Yeah, so. No election. Well, we'll think of our current 
think of the current political crisis in our country, just in like of, of either side. You got a bunch of people that are like, man, Joe Biden's got to go. You got to go. The group of people that's like, man, we don't need Trump back. Like, yeah, mean both sides. It, it like like this kind of shit don't look good for either side. Mm-hmm. Because you have people that are going to be very fired up if Biden wins. And you're going to have a lot of little secular groups of people that are going to be equally fired up if Trump wins. Yeah, that is true. But what I will say is if if Biden wins, the group that backs Trump isn't going to be as impulsive, I would say, than as if Trump side. gets rid Yes, as Trump gets, and that's no shade at anybody. It's just true. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel, I feel for the sake of what this movie is about. I think we need to make it clear that we're trying to be as apolitical about it as, as possible, and trying not to paint any one shade of, of color here. We're not trying to sow disinformation by any means, but being factual. Yeah. Well, when you look at the a, facts, the left has actually lost a lot of support. Especially in big I mean, cities where they've they've let all these uh, migrants flood, and well, those I mean, are voters. Those people are going to be able to vote. Yeah, that's what they're for. They have to have them because yeah, they've lost a lot of support. Just the way things are going. Well, I mean, it ain't good. Well, something as simple too. Um, Forty year for high any inflation. of us, for any of us that listen to podcasts, and any of the people that are listening to this podcast, you clearly listen to other ones as well. One prime thing you hear, especially in the comedy sector of the podcast sphere, is a lot of people fucking done with big cities. Yeah. Well, the crime just is about, just the roof. Yeah, just about every one of them. Yeah. And that's just one. That That is just one sliver of the larger pie of reasons why people move out of this stuff like that. Yeah. Like, remember... Remember when rural America was the butt of the joke and now everyone can't get their ass over elbows yeah. here fast enough? They're trying to get out yeah. to the boonies. Yep. I mean, like where I grew up, there's no police presence there. Like the only people that, that the only people that would police that area was the county police. And if anything went down, it was at least 30 minutes to an hour before they show up. Well, yeah. Or to put it in a, 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 a better perspective too, or an additional perspective, the areas that we're around more than likely the cop, if we see something happening, the cop's going to stand there with his mouth open, just like us. Like they're not going to fucking know what to do. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like you, like if I saw something going down, like legit going down and I got involved and helped the cops, I wouldn't be beat down later. No. You know what I mean? Well, like people would, help here. They don't do that I, in I, cities. They stand there and watch. Yeah. They well, pull I'm, their phone I mean, out. I guess for me, it's more focused on that initial shock and awe. Oh because yeah. Because like, because sure. I think about it. Um, an area, an area that we're all collectively close to is Nashville. 
um, you know, some of the, like we're, we're all within hours of major metropolitan areas on the East coast. And imagine you're clear in the hill, you see the skyline and then you just see mushroom cloud come up. I mean, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I mean, is your initial reaction going to be to turn the fuck around and start going? Yeah, I mean, go away from it would be. I mean, I'd like, I would like to think that we we would collectively be pragmatic in our own individual like moments, but for a brief second, you're going to stand there and go, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And that fight or flight will kick in. Yeah, you're going to have that five seconds of fucking fear, man. Or your brain and is then, trying to process like, "Oh, that's happening right now." Like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, like this ain't a movie. You know, like, yeah. And to me, that 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 initial moment is is the more terrifying thing, and not just of a bomb blowing up a city, but of like any of the major, shall we say, worst case scenarios. You're just gonna have that moment where you're just gonna be like, "What?" And yeah. that's and to me, that's I mean that that's that stuff's psychological effect kicking in. You know, mm-hmm. it's meant to kind of disarm you. throw you off balance a bit well and here's what i will say so last year 2023 i worked from home and between where i live and where trav lives there's a steel company um and they they make a lot of noise to the point where you kind of get used to it happening you know what i mean it's um, just part of the ambience of mine and Griffin's neck of the woods. Shit, when I was over there, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. Like, what? I'm like, that sound. Yeah. It's not like uh, Baby Godzilla. Oh, it's the still point. Being, being yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, shit. But, like, I'll, I'll be sitting in here working, you know, and that, like, I've I've heard it enough. You know, I've been living here for 10 years now. So, like, it's just tuned out, like you said, but, like, That'll be something making a loud noises, loud booms, helicopters flying over and stuff. And it's gotten now that with social media and everything else, if something like what was going on in this movie was to happen, that initial shock would be there, absolutely, but it would be so unsurprising. Yeah, I'd be like, of course. Yeah, of course something like this of is happening. This going to happen yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and I know that that's a bad way to look at it, but at the same time, it's just like with everything else that's going on in the world and how like absolutely ridiculous everything is, it's like it it does it well, realistically doesn't surprise me well, if something and, like that was to happen. And I think you you and I think that that sheds light on a very important thing about our generation and just our age group per se because when we were when we were born what was going on the gulf war desert storm yes we had a couple years of peace then what happens 9-11 yep and like our whole like our entire existence there's been some fucking crazy campaign event like a lot has went down in just our 30 years plus Mm -hmm. on this planet yeah and when when every day, you know, part of the nightly news, you have camera footage of some city that's just been completely bent over the table and just left devastated. Yeah, by its I own mean, people. 
<laughs> yeah, and you only see that so much before it's just commonplace. Yeah. It's an, like, I'm sure to people who, like older people, those scenes are legitimately horrifying. They are sequences that make make them go, man, this is despicable stuff. But for us, it's like, no, nah, dude, that's just the Middle East. That's just, that's that part of the world. Or it's Detroit. And that's right. Illusion. <laughs> yeah. And that's and, and and that's wrong. It, it, it's a it's a wrong way to be. Pro, I mean, it's programming. It is yeah. weird how we see it. Like we see them blowing up Hamas, and we're just like, huh? Yeah. yeah, that's wrong. Like if that happened here, though, we'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. But and we've man, we we've gone around and fucking made a lot of enemies. I mean, yeah, a lot. for sure. Yeah, and there's gonna be a day. <clears throat> Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And dude, and it sucks because it's like, we didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. We didn't do it. And also like if worse comes to worse and shit goes down, I know for a fact that me and mine are taken care of. You know what I'm saying? But it sucks because I don't know about everybody else. People that I, that I care about, you know what I mean? People that I love, but like, well, to add to what you're saying and to kind of steer it back towards the film as well. You know, it's a sign of the times when someone like Kevin Bacon's character doesn't seem that fucking crazy. He doesn't seem that unhinged. Like if this movie came out 10, 20 years ago, he'd have been like, yeah, we know what you are. Yeah. But now it's like, man, yeah. I get a generator, yeah. you know? Well, whenever that character makes the most sense out of every other character in the movie, and you relate more to that character, then that's that says a lot. Yes, that's absolutely. That's not, yeah. That is not a good, that's not a good conclusion to come to. Yeah. So. I mean, did this movie have an agenda? Camera pan from the ocean trash upward. Yeah. Where the road company servers are located. Dude, the planes <laughs> fucking falling out of the sky. That yeah. was wild. Wild. You know yeah. the boat? Yes. Like two weeks after this movie came out, a boat did that. Yeah. Like in real life, there's footage. You could see it. It crashed into the shore. It's like, oh. Yeah. Like, Leave the World Behind is essentially like the de- the developers update it's like dev it's like worldcon for the world of what 2024 is going to be like here's your opportunity bingo cards looking out you know grab it for yeah. 99 yeah didn't have ufo's on mine yeah didn't have yeah. uh that thing that they were using the sound that make the nosebleeds teeth were falling out that was wild oh yeah havana syndrome yeah that's exactly yeah. what that was that was fucking ridiculous, man. But I mean, to be like overall though, with all the weirdness of the film aside with, with a former president being involved in all that kind of stuff, it was shot very well. And like, <clears throat> it's very interesting to me and like people that are out there listening to this or whatever, take this for a grain of salt, like take this with a grain of salt, like take it however you want to. But it's just very interesting to me where it's like, you have the people executive producing this movie that are executive producing it. And like the craziest looking people in this movie 
are like at like at arms with one another the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have you have two female characters that are at odds with each other the whole time. And I understand both sides of it. I get both perspectives of it. But it's like why would you like if I was going to make a movie All pushing that the shit barrier, goes out the window if this shit happens. Like Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're people at that point. You know what I'm like, saying? We're here to help each other. Yeah, like. we're yeah, we're all humans in that situation and all that stuff. That's why, you know, at at a certain point in the movie where Marshal Ali is talking to his daughter and she was just like, you know, we can't trust white people. It's just like, bro, the world is ending. Skin color and age and race and all that stuff don't fucking mean anything if the fucking planet is about to be destroyed. None of that matters. Like does to Hollywood. Just, well, yeah, it does to Hollywood. Yeah. But to me, I don't give a fuck who you are, where you're from, what you identify as. I don't yeah. give a fuck. As as you don't try like, to kill me. We're cool. Exactly. Exact. Can you can you get out there and plant some fucking crops? Let's fucking do it. You can wear a dress. I don't give a fuck what you do. Let's fucking live through this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that's what I'm saying. Like we went through all that shit. To to a smaller degree, but we went through something kind of like that, where it's just like, dude, people that might like <clears throat> my family is very well known in the area that they live in. <clears throat> people that like w- had beef with my family put generations of fucking beef aside to fucking survive this shit. Like that that's people coming together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a community coming together right there saying. We don't know what's happening. We're cut off from the world. We got no power. We got no water. We got jack shit. But we got each other, yeah. and we all got a little piece of something. I want to cook a pizza on a grill. Exactly. Exactly, dude. I mean, that's why it's hard to take this movie seriously. Like, when you, like, of course, they're in New York. It's a different field. It's a different mindset and all that kind of stuff. But from my own personal experiences, that shit ain't going to shake down the way they think it is. No. If it does happen. In the it cities, might, but yeah, there'll be a lot of it craziness, might. but not like they think. They That's what they're forgetting, man, is people, we're all people. Yes. They're forgetting about that. It's like, no, we look at people and be like, oh, man, we're in on this together, right? Like, Yeah. It might be their worst nightmare because we'll start working together. Exactly. All the you bullshit goes out the window. Exactly, dude. All the bullshit. Once people don't start matter to who realize, you voted for, exactly, we're in this exactly. together. All of it. It could be your worst enemy standing in front of you, but if they got something you need and you got something they need, at the end of the day, you're going to shake hands and break bread together. Yeah, I got you six. You're going to put all your differences aside. It don't fucking matter. Like that's yeah, it's weird, man. It's a it's 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 a very interesting. Um, perspective to shoot this movie from but i love ethan hawk i liked ethan hawk's character in this movie a lot Mm -hmm. even marshall ali dude this dude melts into whatever role he's in you know what i'm saying like he might give zell a run for his money you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um but yeah i as as a uh pure form of entertainment 
I didn't enjoy it. It was very interesting the way that they went at it from the end with the friends angle. Yeah. You know, um, but all in all, I, I, I did enjoy it. So. Yeah. Lucky it's for just, them, there was a bunker there where the people were. Yeah. Gone. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it had every dude, it had shelves of food. Yeah. Like years of food. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they, they were going to be all right. And, uh, they got to repopulate the world. So, um, she better get to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. better get to it right there, you know? So I did enjoy it though. I thought it was well shot. The, the deer stuff was interesting. The, the sound that was and the satellites getting shut down. Did it feel like it was kind of like a, a big middle finger to Elon a little bit there with the Teslas and the satellites and all that other shit? I was like, damn. Well, you know, our government doesn't like him. Oh, I know. He's public enemy number one. Yeah. But the I Tesla thought that was interesting how they were remote controlling them and crashing them to fucking block the highways. Clog up the highways. And, yeah. I was like, uh. That was something I didn't even consider. Uh-uh. But, like, I mean, now, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the the plane crash sequence was the craziest. Was like, wild. him walking, yeah, him walking up to the beach and seeing that watch, he's like, what the fuck? And it's an arm, and then he looks down the beach, and it's just litter, you know, of mm-hmm. just from the plane crash washed up, and then here comes another one. I mean. So... Electronics worked. Yes. But there was no EMP. Yeah. I feel like if the pilot's a pilot, even if there's no navigation, it would I mean, still go to land. Fucking, I mean, somewhere. I mean, well, and that's I mean, the, the same thought on, I had with the, with the boats. Yeah. It's like you, you don't can see look that at there's the land shore. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just getting closer. Like, can we throw this in reverse? Like, what do we do? Turn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's just to scare people. It is. I really believe that. Yeah. But luckily we're landlocked and we don't live close to an airport. So, (laughs) I mean, there's one somewhere. A small one. Yeah. So fucking helicopters flying around over here for some (laughs) reason. Yeah. They're looking for them weed fields, dude. That's it. (laughs) That's what that's what they always said about around here. Yeah, that's what I always heard. They infrared. Yeah, they're infrared, and you know, in cornfields yep. in the center of them, people will the grow. Corn puts off the heat. Yeah, so yeah. they can put it in the corn. Yeah, I've always heard that. Yeah. So, but I didn't mind it. Am I going to watch it again? I feel like I'm living it, kind of. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. <laughs> I went and bought a bunch of soup. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Thirty cans of soup. <laughs> I need to get me a, a bug out bag put together. Like I've got a bag like put together, you know, in case something was to happen and we needed to stay a night or two away. Yeah. But like, I don't have like a legitimate like bug out bag. You know, like this is the shit that we absolutely need: food, water, you know, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. 
So like watching this just makes me be like, all right, let's get the Kevin Bacon surprise going on over yeah. here, you know? Yeah. So, but I enjoyed it. I'm, I mean, as an entertaining piece of, of, of filmmaking, it's, it's a star. Cause I was entertained the whole time. It was captivating. It was interesting to watch. It make you feel weird. After you watch it, it. Just, it didn't really make me feel weird. It just, it made me feel like, of course this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, you know, studios will make the same kind of movie at the same time without even like, you know what I mean? Without even knowing that the other studios making that kind of movie. Well, like the and civil then, war movie coming out. It's like, yeah. Damn. And yeah. Was that and the sequel I, to this? You know? Yeah. Right. And I, I feel like the civil war movie is going to have a little bit more of a, of an impact or at least a little bit more of like, uh, I, I guess like, um, scare factor. Oh Yeah than this movie did because it's like this movie's like okay these people weren't prepared on vacation all this kind of stuff is what it is i'll be fine if there's a fucking war here yeah and i'm fucking having a fight against fucking people like that's a whole different thing you know yeah. so but yeah i'm gonna, gonna give it a star. star yeah i did it, it was entertaining I, I will too yeah absolutely so, I thought it was well made, and the friends thing was just so, like you know what I mean. It was yeah. just so out of. Nowhere. I didn't even think yeah. about the words of the song until you read them. No, and put it together, and it's like, oh, that's why they did that. Yeah, it does feel like you're always stuck in second gear. Yeah. detective we got season one in or season one episode one in direct sequel to season one mm. what they're saying yeah i mean i mean what the i mean the whole thing with them what's with that fucking laboratory yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some weird shit happening there. I know that. New shit comes to life. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, other than cabbage patch ice heads, you know? Yeah. There was a tongue. Oh, my God. Like, was he putting that right. on his sandwich? It yeah. Went, uh, it went, what he, what's that fucking movie with the ear? Oh, uh, Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blue Velvet. Don't look at me. Yeah. Um, first episode, Trav, what do you think is happening here? I think I'm not real. <laughs> um, I think it's, I think it's like, it's gonna, it's gonna be a cool little blend of, of we learned some hardcore science shit, obviously. They're doing the whole eye samples and shit. And we're going to get the science behind. We're going to get like a, we're going to get almost like a rust. And what's his name? Woody uh, Harrelson's character. Mm -hmm. 
where we're going to get the reality of what's going on, but we're going to also see it through like a paranormal lens. Some sort of underlying shit, you know? Yeah. Fucking Eskimos. Yeah. Could you imagine that, living in that shit with, like that? That, sh- that shit with the tongue, whenever she's like, look at the, look at the, look at the cuts on it. Yeah, where they were yeah. licking the fishnets. Mm-hmm. How good's Jodie Foster, though? I mean, she's Jodie Foster. She's aged quite a bit, hasn't she? Yeah. Like, I respect what? the fact that she didn't do plastic surgery. Oh, she leaned into she's... it, dude. Yeah. That's real. That's real skin. Yeah. Wait until you get to that second episode, Trav. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Am I more than you bargain for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You see some... Uh, dying, you see... dying to tell you everything. Yeah. It's uh it, it feels very the thing esque. Yeah. Um and th- that's one thing that I will say like being on a desert island and like watching movies and things where people are on an an island with nothing else is in and of itself like castaway. It is a, a terrifying thing to think about. But you're going to be somewhat comfortable. Yeah, you ain't going to be cold. <laughs> yeah, even where this is happening with as many people that's around that's around, it has this like sense of desperation just sprinkled all over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird feeling watching a movie or a TV show set in this area of the world, you know? Because it's like you're trapped. Like, you you can't go anywhere because you will freeze to death. And it's nighttime for months. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, it's the kind of area where it's just like being around so much na- na- nature is like almost claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, episode two, they get in a little bit, you know, of course, more detail about some some things that are going on and whatnot, but it's, uh, I've been enjoying it so far. I'm just hoping that I, whenever everything's said and done, it's not a disappointment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So far. So it, yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting the whole, like, we're trying to figure out the origins of life and shit like that. Makes you wonder what they found when he was like, she's awake. Well, when yeah. they do the well, when they do the that FaceTime call thing, and like you notice how they made a point to only sh- that, to let you know, okay, there's someone in that facility, but like they, you know, they like because the first person that shows up there, you see that person run, and earlier in the episode, you know, you see the person on the FaceTime, their fucking face is like, you know, yeah, and then. Yeah. <clears throat> Couple that to where Jodie Foster shows up and we see another quick run again. Yeah. But I mean, it could be the shadows playing tricks with your head. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it could be Travis. <laughs> Dude, could... they, I never told you that life would be that way. 
Yeah, I'm excited. As soon as uh, we woke up Monday, Marina's like, we're going to watch True Detective, right? And I'm like, I mean... You're like, let me get my coffee first. Yeah, yeah. When you went to sleep last night. You're like, I quality controlled it. Yeah, made sure it was good. I want to watch it twice. Yeah, right. We got a little bit of movie news here, though. So, Jacob Elrodi, Elrodi, um... Elordi, I don't know, confirms casting as Frankenstein's monster in Guillermo del Toro's Netflix adaptation. So Jacob has finally broken his silence about replacing Andrew Garfield in Guillermo del Toro's upcoming Frankenstein adaptation for Netflix. Reports that Garfield had exited the project due to scheduling conflicts started to circulate at the beginning of the month, and now Elordi uh, has shared his excitement about working with Del Toro. He joins a star-studded cast that includes Oscar Isaac, who will portray scientist Victor Frankenstein, Mia Goth, Christoph Waltz, Felix Kammerer, uh, Lars Mikkelsen, David Bradley, and Christian Convery. Uh, while appearing on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, the host said to Elordi, uh, that he heard the actor had been cast in the new Frankenstein movie, to which Elordi responded, same. He then went on, yeah, I'm playing Frankenstein's creature for Guillermo, uh, who is the god of monsters. He's the kindest man, and he's so sincere. He's brilliant. Uh, according to the film's official logline, Guillermo del Toro adapts uh, Mary Shelley's classic tale of Victor Frankenstein, a brilliant but egotistical scientist who brings a creature to life and a monstrous experiment that ultimately leads to the undoing of both the creator and his tragic creation. So yeah, this is the dude from (laughs) salt burn, but with Oscar Isaac in there, Uh, he's six, five. He's he's, tall. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that Andrew Garfield was that tall, but what? Well, he was cast as the monster to begin with, so. Let's see. He's 5'10". Whoa. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's fixing to say. Basically 5'9". I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, he added an inch. Um, But I'm I'm excited. I mean, this has got to be better than the fish fucking movie, right? Or, I mean, is Oscar Isaac going to bang his creation? Are we getting sexy, Frankenstein? Oh, he's like, oh, he's like, I wasn't in love with him. No, I mean, a little bit. Like he's sitting there talking to the camera. Yeah. You know? He said, "I did love him. I wasn't in love with him, but I did love him." You know, it's like this is getting a little. He's uh, got all the body parts piled up, and he starts fucking like a dude when he's doing the grave. Oh my! He just like piles them, makes them a hole. Disney's yeah. like, no, you can't do yeah. that. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited for this. I mean, Oscar Isaac and Christoph Waltz. I'm sold American. You know. Yeah. Uh, Mia Goth, of course, you know, that's cool. Uh, and then this dude, who was great in Saltburn, so. I'm excited. Played a good Elvis. I haven't watched it. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, how was his compared to? It's, he's just kind of an asshole all the time. Uh, but you did a good I mean, job. I mean, he's the king, dude. Yeah. You know, it's up summer game with my so. yeah. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
I wonder if they're if if Del Toro is gonna like. What if they? Okay, let's talk a little bit of like theory here. What if they're like, all right, Universal gives Del Toro, you know, they were gonna do the dark, you know, Universal Dark or whatever it was, yeah. where they made a cinematic universe with all the Universal monsters. What if they bring him in and this is his first crack at it? I mean, I don't Something think Universal exciting and. I think the only one they made was the mummy. Yeah. They yeah. Did a mummy and, then they movie and then it was like, I think they were going to retcon in the, uh, Wolfman. Yeah. Benicio del Toro. Mm. But you know, I thought, I thought, yeah, you know, uh, no. And, uh, what was it? Dracula untold. There was a couple that had been made before the mummy movie that they were considering just like retconning them into the, into the dark world you know, universal dark or whatever it is. Um, but they shut that down after the failure. I haven't even watched that mommy movie. No. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of interested in checking it out just to see like how bad it really is, you know? So, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting if Del Toro does take a crack at like the cinematic, you know, universal dark world with the universal monsters. So, who knows? It could be a thing. So Madam Webb's opening weekend forecast currently trails Morbius record low 39 million. Mm. So if, if only Sony had the same powers as Cassandra, Cassie, mm. Webb, perhaps the film studio could have seen into the future and learned that Madam Webb might post the worst opening weekend for one of their live action Spider-Man titles. Currently, the Jared Leto-led Morbius holds the record for the worst opening by one of Sony Spidey films, with only $39 million to show for its first weekend domestically, but Madam Web is currently tracking to do even worse. At the time of this writing, Box Office Pro is predicting that Madam Web will make somewhere between $25 and $35 million over its three-day release. However, the publication does not take into account that Madam Web will open on Wednesday, February the 14th, in order to celebrate Valentine's Day. Okay. And with those two <laughs> and with those two additional days, it's if the per day average holds, Sony Spider-Man spinoff is looking more along the lines of a fifty million opening weekend domestically on the high end. Meanwhile, Box Office Pro's long range forecast is predicting Madam Web will make a total of somewhere between 56 million on the low end and 101 million on the high end domestically. It all depends on how well the Spidey spinoff holds between its first and second weekends. For instance, Morbius had one of the worst financial drops from its opening weekend to the next at 73.8%. So, yeah, I'm sure everybody's girlfriend's going to want to go watch Madam Web, you know? I know, right? Yeah. Um, I saw an article recently where they were like, they were going to do a movie with Andrew Garfield. Right. And then they opted to do this instead. Why? I mean, I don't know. They're like, should we give the people what they want? No, fuck them. You remember that whole fuck Sony campaign? That's why. I don't remember where I read that, but that was their plan. They were going to do a movie with Garfield. Like yeah. they were thinking about it, especially after how big this that last Spider-Man movie was. 
Yeah, yeah. And everybody was so excited to see him. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess Bully Maguire, too, but. Yeah. Well. This is what they decided to go with. Look, man, nobody cares about Madam Web. And the fact that, like, if you look at all the superheroes that is going to be in this movie, it's like Spider-Woman, Spider-Girl, Madam Web. There's like eight different spider characters, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. If if they did a Spider Woman movie, which I don't know because Spider Woman doesn't really have like Spider Man. Spider Woman. Yeah, I always like Spider Woman. She's a great character, but I don't know if she's wrapped up in the Spider Man <laughs> stuff because like she's not part of Peter Parker's anything really. Like she's got her own different set of powers and all this kind of stuff. But um. If they would have went Spider-Woman alone, I think that they could have made a very interesting movie, and I think it would be fun. But it sounds like, to me, <clears throat> they're trying to pack too much stuff into this Madam Web stuff. And it's like, like where where did the Craven movie go? Like, that hasn't come out yet. We got the we got the trailer for that, but I don't think that's come out yet. Um, no. Ven- Venom just makes money just because Tom Hardy's in it. it. Yeah. Um, if Tom Hardy wasn't in... Venom, it would not make no. any. It will. It probably wouldn't even make half of what it made. You know, um, honestly. So it's. I don't think that this is going to do well, like they're saying, and like they had the opportunity to make an Andrew Garfield follow up to the Amazing Spider-Man Two, and they opted to do Madam Web, who was such a very niche character, like really niche character. It, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just a weird decision from Sony. And Adam Scott's playing the Uncle Ben? Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing, man. I I mean, of course I'm going to peep it, but Morbius wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I don't... it wasn't terrible. Oh, you know? I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. But like, but like nobody Sony, gives a fuck about Morbius. Not unless he's fighting Spider Man. I mean, yeah. Like, like, why do they keep trying to? Like, he should show up in a Spider Man movie. Well, they have and to. Now make they've a, ruined it. You know, like that, yeah, nobody wants to see Morbius. Well, they have to make a Spider Man movie every so many years so that they can retain the rights to Spider Man. Yeah. And it's it. like, bro, I, I get it too. But like, why don't you have? Yeah, you lose the Tom money. Holland. Yeah, well, you have the Tom Holland Spider Man. Why don't you just either pick up Andrew Garfield and continue on with that, or why don't you just do your own Spider Man thing over here and have it be its own universe? And you can introduce all these other characters. You could have had a Morbius. You could have had a Venom. You could have had Craven. You could have had all these other storylines. I know you don't want to compete directly with Disney, but like people don't give a shit about all these side characters. Even fans of the side characters don't want to see a movie specifically about Madam Web or Craven. Like, I'm sorry. Spider-Verse stuff does well, right? Yeah, the animated stuff does. Yes. Yeah. Maybe they should just stick to that. I mean, the DC animated stuff got DC through some very rough times. Mm -hmm. Rough Yeah, so, I mean, they could just continue on with that. So, I'm not looking forward to this Madam Web movie. I mean, we we were definitely podlogged on it. Yeah, of course, yeah. 
I wouldn't go to the theater and watch it. No. It's just... Does it come out soon? I know it's complete. Oh, it's February February the 14th. That's right. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Look, that's kind of a bad time to release a comic book movie. Yeah, I think February is a bad month. Yeah. It's one of those months where it's like, "Mm mm-mm, you don't... You don't put well, bangers out in February. I mean, and there's been like Marvel's dropped Marvel movies in February and they've done really well, but that's Marvel though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is a character that nobody knows anything about. And it's Sony bad track record. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Mike Epps isn't gonna, you know, Adam Scott. I think it's weird that it doesn't tell you who he's playing. So he's obviously somebody they don't want to spoil. Yeah. He's playing himself. Okay. <laughs> Day-Day shows up. Yeah, Day-Day shows up, dude. Why y'all help me? Yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of comedians here, Richard Pryor's biopic gets upgraded to a 10-part series. W. So uh, Kenya Barris has finally shared an update on his upcoming biopic of iconic comedian Richard Pryor, which will now take the form of a 10-part series. Uh, Originally tapped by MGM to helm the project as a movie back in 2020, The Blackish Creator was originally set to write, direct, and uh, produce the feature, but it looks like the plans for the story have changed, which could all be down to Amazon's acquisition of MGM Studios in 2022. Speaking to Variety, Barris shared that he is currently, quote, in the room with development on the series. And although it has not been confirmed, it seems almost certain that it will find a home on Prime Video. Speaking about the series, he said it's a 10-part limited biographical series that takes a look from cradle to grave. From his earliest upbringing, he grew up in a hoe house or a house of ill repute and became at one point the biggest star in the world. This is probably a much more rounded project that would have been uh, seen if it had been if it had remained a movie. And as far as Barris is concerned, it appears to be something he could never have passed up on. He continued, "It is my baby. I love it. He is my comedy god, a super flawed guy, but who everything to this day, the comedy that we remember, even including Chappelle, is derivative of what he started. That honest reflecting." observational look at what the world is and the differences between us that actually make us more similar than we are apart. I think telling his story and letting people see things that they didn't know about him is something that I'm super excited to bring to life. So what this sounds like is whenever this writer strike happened, yeah. this dude just kept writing and it turned into a 10, 10 part series. You so know, I sent you guys a clip the other day of this guy on Twitter talking He's the one that's going to do the Wizard of Oz. Did y'all watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz is going to be to like things up. the hood or something. Well, they were done the that. other one. Yeah. The Wiz. Well, he's like, it's going to be like modern time. And hmm. then there's something else he's going to do and completely change it and everything. But, I mean, I'll watch this because I like Richard Pryor. Yeah. But Richard Pryor was actually in his own biopic. Jojo Dancer. There you go. Your life is calling. Yeah. It's about him. A comedian gets burnt bad when he's doing drugs. 
Yeah. He's in a coma for a while. Like he's in his own biopic. It's kind of hard to beat that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see the perspective of uh, of how this plays out. Because I mean, dude, you could you could absolutely, and I don't think that this guy's going to do this, but you, you could absolutely paint a terrible light on this person. You know what I mean? Like on Richard Pryor, because like oh, yeah, he's, he was into some shit, man. Yeah, like, for sure. He was buying pounds of cocaine. Yeah, in hotel lobbies, and he's like, I had the cocaine in the bag, and I'm taking pictures with police officers. He's like, I'm a yeah. criminal. Mm-hmm. but yeah um i'll check this out and then with the wizard of oz thing here's what i'll say about that real quick so that's kind of how that romeo and juliet movie with yeah. um with dicaprio was you know mm-hmm. a modern day telling of that st- but the thing that kind of grounded that romeo and juliet story was the fact that they kept it old english you know what i mean Oh yeah, so they all spoke old like they spoke old English the whole time, but it was modern day instead of swords. They were using guns. Speaking of kings, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Wizard of Oz thing could work. It's just going to have to be done very. It's going to be in Englewood, California. It could be funny, like dude. If it's a parody type deal, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could be interesting. I'm not going to rule it out yet. Oh no, I'm definitely check it out. Yeah, but it is. It's very. It's it's interesting, but like at the same time, it kind of feels on the nose too. It's like, well, you know, let's let's just retell the Wizard of Oz in modern day. Well, it's going to be pretty dark, according to what he was. Because like, I mean, she's gonna... living in a shitty. You know, back then the Great Depression was going on, mm-hmm. and that one, and it's like she was trying to escape. Yeah shitty life well that's what this one's gonna be like right you know well we might be in a depression you know i mean yeah for sure yeah so I'm trying to escape that and well they keep saying so i don't, that you I don't think to... it's gonna have like the lion and the but you know what be I mean? characters that have those qualities yeah though. no heart no yeah, jamie no fox brain. is gonna show up he's gonna be the dude the if jamie bitch you know I would like that's perfect casting. To it me. is. You know what I'm saying? Like let's yeah. get let's get let's get Chappelle in there. Oh, he's but, in the line. Yeah, and be dark, dude. Like, yeah. Anyway, that would be interesting, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of Chappelle, I did watch his last stand up. Oh, the newest one. Yeah, the Dreamer. Yeah, it was great. Okay, he is a. Like, dude, he is one of the greatest storytellers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it was phenomenal. So I encourage anybody that is um, that is a Chappelle fan to definitely, like, everything he's put on net, like, everything he's oh, done, all of course. Good. But the last couple of things that he's put on Netflix where he's just like, fuck it, I'm a comedian and I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah. And just make Why fun of everybody. Yeah. It's, he, like, this is peak Chappelle, you know? Yeah. So... Tron 3 adds X-Files star Jillian Anderson. Filming begins with first behind-the-scenes image shared by director. So Jillian Anderson has joined the cast of the upcoming Tron sequel, Tron Ares. As reported by Deadline, Anderson joins the cast that includes the likes of Jared Leto, Cameron Monaghan, Evan Peters, Greta Lee, and Jodie Turner-Smith. 
Tron Ares is the third movie in the Tron franchise, which first began way back in 1982 and continued with the 2010 legacy sequel, Tron Legacy. Um, is that where we got the term legacy sequel at? From Tron Legacy? Maybe. I mean, because that was kind of like the first one that did it, right? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, Possibly. <laughs> details of Anderson's character are under wraps at this time, but there's no doubt the Emmy and Golden Globe winning actress and star of such small screen hits as The X-Files, Sex Education, and The Crown will be a welcome addition to the proceeding. Plot details about Tron Ares are also being kept locked away in a vault somewhere on the Disney lot, but reports have claimed that Leto will star as a digital character named Ares who manages to make his way into the real world. Tron 3, a.k.a. Tron Ares, is finally filming after months of delays. Director um, Yo Yoshim Ronning uh, shared his uh, shared new behind-the-scenes images via his Instagram account to make the announcement. The new images don't give anything away about the movie itself, but instead show the director's chair, complete with the stylized movie's name written as Tron, with the E or the O as the three, and a look clever. at the clapper board being used in production. Yeah, that is pretty clever. I like the way the logo looks too. Yeah. <clears throat> um, toward the toward the end of the of last year, an exclusive report by Collider revealed that the production on the third installment in the Tron series was set to start filming right after the holidays. While at the time it was a little sketchy as to which holiday that referred to, it looks like it was the turn of the year that opened the gateway to the sequel's production kickoff. It's been almost 13 years since Jeff Bridges and Bruce Boxleyenter reprised their roles uh, from the original film in 2010's Tron Legacy. Garrett Hedlund joined the cast as, uh, as Kevin Flynn's son, Sam, and Olivia Wilde portrayed the uh, integral Quora for the first time. Unfortunately, at the time of this writing, there's been zero indication that any of these four actors will return for Tron Ares. Tron 3 will be led by Oscar-winning actor... We've already went into that. Um, so, yeah, we've got um, Scully is going to be... What if she's playing the same character? What if she's playing Scully? <laughs> and she got sucked into the fucking... Could you imagine, dude? Yes. I mean, dude. I mean, I'm excited for Tron, but can we can we sit here? I know that they've tried to do it several times, but like, why can they not make X Files work today? Mm. Do you think it's because like they were kind of like the first ones to do that, and then because of that, like you had Buffy, you had Supernatural, you had all these like you know Supernatural esque shows come out, yeah. Like, yeah, I remember the X Files was huge. Yes, like, didn't they try? Like, to, they came back for a little stint there, right? They did a season like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think. I yeah. guess the ratings were down, and they just didn't. Well, at the, like, look, we all we all love Mulder. We all love Scully. Yeah, right? like they're the OGs. But like, dude, they could bring in two new people. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, they could, they could just be like, okay, you know, Mulder and Scully are like promoted, whatever they're, you know, retired, whatever you want to. And they're the new kids like on the block. And you've got the one person that's like, you know, super into all this stuff. And you've got one person that's just like, I don't know if I believe any of this shit, you know, like it classic, but it worked. I don't know. I think about that show a lot more than I probably should. Um, I mean, I want to go back and rewatch all of it, you know, but I would say casting Danny McBride always. Oh my God. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, Jillian Jacobs. Okay. Or community. Yeah. Brit. Okay. Filter. Why not? I mean, and let Danny McBride direct it and write it like, Oh my you know, God. It could be funny. Mm-hmm. I just put him in everything. Well, it's like Men in Black was kind of like the comedy X-Files. You know what I mean? Um, to a degree, you know. Um, he could play know, serious, man. but he'd be like, it's some serious shit, you know? Like, yeah. What if, what, dude, what if you get the dude that did True Detective and you bring McConaughey <laughs> and Harrelson I back? I almost said Danny McBride <laughs> and Woody Harrelson. I mean, there you go. There you go. Because he would be the one that's like, look, man, I'm not really into this shit, you know? Yeah. It's like, this is real, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, it was a flare gun. Yeah. So, last but certainly not least, we do have the nominations for the Academy Awards, the 96th Annual Academy Awards. So I'm just going to run through these real quick. And whenever I, I name them, after I get through naming them off, you guys tell me what you feel is going to be the winner. We're just going to name them off here. For Best Picture, the nominations are Barbie, Maestro, Past Lives, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, The Holdovers, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, The Zone of Interest, and Killers of the Flower Moon. What you got the big money on? And that's Best Picture. Best picture, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Killers of the Flower Moon on that one. What do you think, Trav? What was those first three? The- Barbie, Maestro, Past Lives, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, The Holdovers, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, The Zone of Interest, and Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going to go with Oppenheimer. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say Barbie. I haven't watched Barbie, but I have a feeling that Barbie might might just get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I had to put the big money for real, I'd go with Killers of the Flower Moon. Or Oppenheimer. I mean, it's kind of a 50-50 shot, you know? Uh, best actor in a leading role. We got Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Paul Giamatti for the holdovers, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, uh, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. See, I haven't seen. Yeah, the holdovers. I'd have to go with Oppenheimer, I mean. Yeah. That's all I'm saying out of all those. He'll yeah. probably get it. He deserves it. For sure. In my opinion, he does. 
Um, so for best actress uh, in a leading, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Emma Stone for Poor Things, uh, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Annette Benning for Nyad, and Sandra Holler for Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, best actor in supporting role, we've got Ryan Gosling for Barbie, RDJ as Oppen in Oppenheimer, RDN, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Best Actress in a Supporting Role, we got Emily Blunt, Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and Devine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. Best Director, we've got Justine Triet for Anatomy of a Fall, Scorsese for Flower Moon, Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. Best Writing, American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest. This is Adapted Screenplay. Best Writing for Original Screenplay, we've got Anatomy of a Fall, Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. And I think that's all the th- uh, best film editing, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Best cinematography, El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Best production, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Um. I think that's oh Godzilla got nominated for be- Godzilla minus one got nominated for best visual effects, which is great. The creator Godzilla minus one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, and Napoleon. They're the ones that got uh, nominated for best visual effects. That's awesome. Godzilla got nominated. Uh, when y'all see it, you'll know why. They didn't. So, best international feature film, it's not on here. Do you feel like it should have been on the list? Yeah. But I could definitely see why maybe more drama or, you know, comedy movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm I'm not lost on the fact that at the end of the day, it's just a good old-fashioned monster movie. Yeah. But I will say, for like from a from a special effects standpoint, the movie is not Marvel. Yeah. In terms of like every second, some green screen event. <clears throat> but kind of like I've commented here and there, whenever that movie goes hard, it goes hard as fuck, dude. It goes ham. Yes, like they should like. They should not have let that, like, Toho should not have let that movie have a Godzilla go as hard as he does in that movie. Because, like I said, it's like, it's Jaws, but with Godzilla. But when right. he shows the fuck up, you're you're not looking away. And you're actually yeah. like, I'm really scared for what's about to happen, you know? Right. Hell yeah. Uh, That's I awesome. Really, that they got, they got I, was really, I was really hoping... 
that the black and white re-release was going to make its way in our area because if it was, I would totally go watch it again. Yeah, it's not around. It is in the U.S. Uh, well, the the um the black and white one doesn't come out till Thursday, or at least so the last it, thing I said it was like January twenty sixth is when it comes back for one week only. But it's going to be a black and white version of the film, which the original color version though fucking looks great. So that to me. That's only going to make the black and white one even better. And one of the things in the soundtrack is that when Godzilla's on screen, it's playing the classic 1950s music. Oh, that's cool as shit. Dude. That's that, that regardless of how, however, you know, how it pans out, that one's definitely my pick for foreign film February. Oh, I'm down. Like if it's available, I mean, obviously if it's available, but you know, if it is, that's definitely my pick in the bucket. Right. Well, that's all the movie news that, uh, that I saw. We got to watch the trailers by hand. Mm. The thing's not working. When I tried to put the trailers in there, it's like it won't let me use the search bar. It's like you've reached your daily limit. Come back tomorrow. It's like okay. What? Yeah. That's fucked up. You know what? Oh, I can't my soundboard doesn't work here. <laughs> I was gonna hit the get the fuck out one. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, I'm ready for trailers. Yeah, boy. We got some interesting choices here. We finally got some trailers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm ready when y'all are. All right, Gods of the Deep. Yes. Three, two, one, play. The ocean. The ocean. What lies in the deep? A very funky octopus. Is that Malcolm McDowell? Sounds like him. Oh no, it's Sutherland. I think this has Cthulhu in it. Looks like a fucking Doctor Who episode, don't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to hear David Tennant go, I'm the Doctor. It's like, dude, fuck off. If we need to get in a door, we'll hit you up. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> Who the fuck casts John Carpenter in this movie? It's a bad trailer. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a trailer that's on a trailer reel for a VHS I've seen probably. Yeah. I mean, I might peep it. You know, it could be a banger, dude. I mean, hey, there are great B movies out there. Box metaphor. Is this a follow up to the? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I went into a different box. <laughs> oh, I got a fucking ad. Mm. Is that possible? <clears throat> Happening. Well, the world's ending. Yeah. Hang on, it's just loading, loading, loading. Hang on a second. Okay. Same thing. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. This looked interesting. You handed me that kind of fucking spread of cards. I wanted to be from a person, not a fucking computer. Did that one suck? Yeah. I don't think that would help people like no like when they get out of that no nah, bro you're gonna be worse off you're gonna have some serious trust issues what the fuck did you do to end up in one of those seven years on that bitch I think that the title's bad. Yeah. Like the trailer's good, but I think that the title box metaphor. Mm-hmm. That's kind of all a, bad though. Well, I mean they could have come up with something a little bit more mm, not on the nose. Well Yeah, it's like they how they come up with the name, you know? Yeah. I mean it's they were trying to be out they were trying to be outside of the box, but but they just hit a lick with the box. Yeah. She is Conan. Mm-hmm. So is this she be. the Here destroyer? I'm ready. Oh, I see the description. Queer epic fantasy retelling of a classic film. Queer That's- epic fantasy. Yeah, that's that's the description of it. 
All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, it's a foreign. What the fuck? That's what I said. Do we? So she's Conan the Barbarian? Mm-hmm. She is Conan. Jean J. Duvi. Coup d'etat. <laughs> Looks wild, man. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, that was wild. The new pigs, 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 pigs record looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Constellation, Naomi, Rapace, Rapapace. Is that a dog? I think so. Yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah, a dog. Yeah, lamb. Yeah. Eight part conspiracy based psychological thriller drama series. Jesus Christ. Jonathan Banks. I know who that is. Yeah. That's all fucking do from Breaking Bad, Mike. Yeah. I don't know, Walt. Yeah. What do you know about this constellation? You know? Just do what you're told, Walter. All right. Um, Three, two, one, play. I think this is Apple. Maybe. I don't. Yeah. Is that John Boyega? It looks like it, kind of. Yeah. What I was thinking. Wapple. She's been acting weird. I like her a lot. Yeah.
What the fuck? I'll have it. Mm hmm. Hell yeah. I think that she's being put in like a simulation thing mm -hmm. by some extraterrestrials. Oh. Like they're pulling from her memory. And they only got it half right. Like Yeah, like they can't line it up. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway. That's my Griff theory there. It's definitely going to have a twist. Come back for next week's episode of Griff Theories. Yeah. The Private Eye. Private Eye. Got Matt Reif in it. Matt Reif? Yeah. Comedian? Yeah. Huh. Right. Private Eye. You know what I'm talking about? Watching. Yeah. All right. Three, two, yeah. <laughs> one, play. I actually listened to that song recently. Yeah. <laughs> Four, three, black and white. Griffin with Griffin? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. I mean, yeah. What's happening? Fuck twelve. Discount Hardy. Why is it so quiet? I don't know.
Hmm. Okay. Looks interesting, I guess. These private songs better. Mario Van Peebles? Oh shit. What a name. Been a while. I can't believe he's stuck with that. Yeah. What's your last name? Mario Van Peebles. Oh, this is Mario Van Peebles. Theater. What a word. He's 67. Oh, he was in the original posse. Okay. With Stephen Baldwin. Tommy Lister. Yeah. Bebo. All right. Three, two, one, play. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. He called some favors in. Yeah. Got a shitload of people in it. Yeah, for real, right? Okay. You know, the the camera quality that we have now. Yeah. Westerns look yeah. weird. Yeah, I know. They should shoot they look- those on film or it just. Yeah. It looks too good. It, it kind of ruins West, it. Yeah, westerns are starting to look more and more like sci-fi originals. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, well, it's just the quality that's just like, man, that's taking me out of it. Like, yeah, looks too new. Yeah, I don't like it. They could shoot it on one of those VHS camcorders and convert it for all I care. You know? Yeah. 
Alrighty. Y'all want to hear a good song? I'm always down for an earworm. All right, three, two, one, play. Dirty sweater. Not a little bit. <laughs> Wake up. This tones get uneasy. Yeah. What the fuck is that? No. Yes. What? Okay, the invasion of the body snatchers over here. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, worms. Invasion of the body snatchers, dude. Right? Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, With a little crazy. bit of a video drone cinematic to mm -hmm. creep it out. And she's trying to video bone, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I'm not counting it out. Well, this is really crazy. Look, we got a comment down here, too, on the nose. Mm. But we'll see. Molly and Max in the future. Is this that, uh, a follow-up to that TV show? I don't know. Wasn't it Molly and Max? With the chick, uh, it had the chick from Eastbound and Down in it? And it had fucking, what's her name? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking something else. Hold on. Sci-fi. <clears throat> I'm going to look it up while we're doing this. Yeah. Katie Mixon. go back what was the name of it it was mike and molly oh that's the tv show yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's close that. it's close okay i think that molly was even spelled different yeah, it was. Yeah. They're in the future. You got to spell it different. Yeah. Right? <laughs> There's no Y's in the future. Yeah. <laughs> we got rid of that. Yeah. Yeah, get it out of here. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. I didn't know I that never heard series of got 130 episodes, though. Jesus. It's a big series. Comedy. Yeah. 
Oh my science. Oh my science. Who directed this, Woody Allen? I know. Pass. I feel like Michael Sarah wrote that about his own personality. Oh, yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Tim rolled up into a movie trailer. Yeah. Very awkward. Uh, I am excited about this next trailer, though. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Day Kim. Mm-hmm. Ripped. I mean. Avatar, dude. Wow. Is this about that dude named Ang? Yeah. It's about Yang. He's the last airbender. Yang dang. He's, yeah. he, he's the last flatulator. Bing tang, walla walla bing bang. I mean, he's going to bend that air, but you ain't going to like how it smells. <laughs> Avatar. Better look past page one of the papers, boys. Anyway, yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. It does look like it's going to be good. The fuck they riding? I mean, look at this. Uh, never ending story. Oh, shit. That dude could play Mr. Miyagi. Looks like the kid from True Detective. Mm hmm. Mark Hamill's in this. Oh, that's cool. He does additional voices. Oh, he does oh. all the voices, man. Is this on the show? Oh, this is the fuck. This is the, what you call it? The anime? Yeah, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Found it. Uh, 
Nah, it's not the kid from True Detective. <gasps> it looks kind of kitty heavy, doesn't it? Um, just like it's a, you know what I mean? Like it's made for kids. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. I mean, the anime was well, on, but the movie didn't have that feel. The movie just wasn't that good, but it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Movie, movie would have been better if uh, there was a twist. Uh, yeah, but you know. <laughs> Well, like at, at, at its core, stuff like Avatar, that Western take on anime, um, you know, most of the episodes are the main character learning, you know, a life lesson. Yeah. You know, be patient in this episode. Practice your virtues in the be next. Water. The power of friendship, that type of stuff. Airbender. So it's definitely gonna, it's definitely gonna have those underlying themes throughout. It's gonna be, you know, probably the typical found family vibe. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna, it's still, you know, obviously it's gonna have a youthful demographic, but that's not to say that cinematically it's not gonna appeal to the people our age that grew up watching it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's very much safe to say that that Avatar is a generation of kids. It's their Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, they're gonna break for it like we do for ours. Yeah. For shizzle. Is this the talented Mr. Ripley? I was going to make that joke. <laughs> Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> He's like, Rebels go, not to be confused with the talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Great minds, dude. Great minds. Wait. The limited series is based on which was adapted into a film. Yep, the talented Mr. Ripley. So. I mean... Does just no naming. <laughs> He'll show up. Don't give him time. <laughs> He'll show up. I know I watched that, but I don't remember. Yeah, that I don't remember me- the plot. It was in 1999, so I mean, Matrix yeah. came out. I was in my mind was in a blur. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were hanging out with trench coat, and- <laughs> sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> really didn't have a trench coat. That's not a joke. Black leather. I mean. I think it's worth revisiting. I, it's been a very long time since I've I don't even remember it. the plot. Like that, Meet Joe Black. Like oh, a lot of that's a great movie. Meet it's Joe been Black. A, I remember great. that, yeah. It's We're been so long since I've seen it. Well, man, that movie, Brad Pitt was like death in that movie. That movie was a... It's Whoa, a it had Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm not There's, ready to go. He's man. like, it's time. That fucking bridge scenes, or those bridge moments, dude. Like wow, it signifies crossing over. Yeah, yeah that was that was one of the that was that was such a and and by and just to really clarify here, when you look at that movie's cover, you're like, nah, it ain't about yeah. what it's about. Well, it's like in the sky. three hours and one minute. Yeah, I watched the last time I saw that movie was when it came out, like when it hit VHS. Yeah, same. Yeah. So well, I need like, to go back and visit that. He shows up to like a millionaire's shit. He shows up to Anthony yeah. Hopkins and he's like, hey man. At that party. Time to go. I'm here for you. Time to get your shit in order. I think it's worth potting. I mean. You know what I'm saying? 
it's from an era of film that's no longer around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Me, Joe Black. But Ripley, what's this? What right. oh, we got here? Three, two, one, play. He's talented. <laughs> is it going to be in black and white? Because Amos looks good. That looks familiar. Oh, Miss Ripley. Oh, God. Malkovich? Malkovich, Malkovich. Are you Thomas Ripley? <laughs> what a weird teaser. Andrew Scott. Where have I seen you before? Looks Sherlock. good. Oh, Spectre. Oh, 1917. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Why are we doing teasers? Like, yeah, for real. Drop the right. Fuck off with that. Could you imagine if porn had teasers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what Twitter's for. But anyway, yeah, you know, Hitman Richard Hitman. Linklater. Oh shit! Is it Slacker? Writer director. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Play. It better be you beautiful. Know, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Are you hitting on her? That's a check from Andor. Interesting. Well, they teased us. But they didn't please us. No, nah, they didn't stroke the shaft. No. Or swallow the gravy. <laughs> swallow the gravy. Swallow the gravy. <laughs> I had to drop this because it's got Eddie Izzard in it. I like Eddie Izzard. This came out of nowhere. I was like, what's this? Is he going to be... Dr. Jackal? Yeah. I think so. In a dress? He's, yeah. Okay. He's dressed like a that's, that's perfect Eddie Izzard. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. Izzard and Hills. Yeah. I would be disappointed if he wasn't wearing a dress. You know what I mean? And some like, makeup. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm ready, though. All right. Three, two, one, play. There he is. Beautiful. Got that Taylor Swift lipstick on. 
Were they a fucking salt burn? Yeah. Look. He kind of looks like the dude from Saltburn. Yeah. Man, this shit's tense. Mm-hmm. This looks wild. Yeah. I'll have to put this and check it out. I just don't want to forget about it. Yeah. October 27th? Shit. They I dropped think that it's already early, out. Uh, oh, okay. well, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it says. Oh, yeah, March. Digital yeah, download March, March 11th. Yeah. Early birthday. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Eddie Izzard in a movie. He was in, um, oh God, what was the name of that movie? That superhero movie, Mystery Man. Was he? He played the bowler, the, like, the, uh, Janine. Garofalo's dad. Okay. Or the or the guy. I didn't uh, even the know guy. that was him then. I mean. Yeah. Like, it last was like time I the... saw that was when it came out. The spleen. That's all I remember. Yeah. The spleen. It had Cisco in it. All right. I don't know. Let's see. This is him from the movie. When you see this picture, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Whoa. He was the one that killed her dad or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I for, I, that movie's wild. Yeah, it's been a while. Mystery, I wouldn't mind man. going back yeah, and I'm, rewatching that one again, too. I'm mad I used to watch that movie wow. a lot because it was, you know, Had it's it on just VHS, so. Yeah. It was one Mystery, of the first man. DVDs that we that we got ben and I watched it a lot yeah yep. great cast like yeah. really oh. Hank Azaria Greg Kenner William H. Macy, William H. Macy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean forget yeah like, come on Hank Azaria I just thought it was weird there's an S at the bottom of, at the, his name oh it's Kale Mitchell not Cisco but he looked like Cisco yeah. Tom Waits? Yeah, Tom Waits is in it, yeah. Get out of here. He was like, ah. did he say? Artie Lang? Whoa, yeah, there he is. Or there he is. Yeah. It's got fucking CeeLo Green in it. Rapper number yeah. two. Yeah. What? I'm Oliver not Clark. watch this tonight. Yeah, I'm, 
it's been a while about to hit the server you know yeah yeah it's been too long dude. it has been like since it came out when did it come out 99 yep i've been at matrix i was in the fucking you know yeah the screen (laughs) this trailer is a wild I mean, just from the thumbnail yeah. alone, you it's know, Paul. yeah. Is it? No. Is that the plot? I mean, oh, I was fixing to say. There's definitely what? an alien in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the first time we've got that. Like, what? Yeah, wait a minute. They're going sci-fi. Oh, a lot man. of violence. A lot of science. <laughs> a lot of space. A lot of space yeah. violence. <laughs> space violence. All right, three, two, one, play. No subtitles, fuck it. You can't even turn them on. It's Joe Meteorite. <laughs> kind of looks like Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear the alien talk. Like, does he sound like them? <laughs> Violence. Maybe they shouldn't do sci-fi. <laughs> oh alien got some big teeth yep I think I'm on a cross like that <laughs> oh man I mean I'm down violence well, we've come to the end of the journey and the end of our list. I got two to throw out there. Mm-hmm. We've got the Marvels mm-hmm. and Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Whatever order, let's just make it happen. Well, we've got one week until Foreign Film February. Oh. Will it be February next episode? Next episode will be on the 30th. 
Oh, I see. So, y'all want to go ahead and watch the Marvels? I'm cool with that. I mean, get it over I with. Mean, I mean, might as well. I think we've already got our picks for February. I know I got mine in there. Yeah, I got mine. And we follow up because we have to watch Napoleon. Yeah. Man. I mean, it could be considered a foreign. It could I mean, be every, the fourth. Everybody's got an accent except for Joaquin. Yeah, he's just like, I don't know. I have you know, anxiety. He does the Joker voice. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. Then he kills everybody with candy. Yeah. It's like, what? That could be our fourth. Because, I mean, we only get, th- we all have a pick and then. Yeah. We could come in at the end with that if we don't have something. I'm good with it. Yeah. Look around. Marvels? You good on Marvels, Trav? You seen it yet? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> oh, I've been I've been muted, man. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm down to watch the Marvels, but I have not seen it. Marvels it is. The fucking Brie Larson's in the mail. Raise the fucking flag. 